This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I don't know. Let's go and find out uh, as we chat oceans this morning with Alma Pollard. Alma is the executive director of The Green Time. She's also an eco consultant and coach. A very warm welcome to you on a cold morning. Hi, Alma. Good morning. How are you doing? Very good. Trust you're uh, into your day and looking forward to a bright green Wednesday. Absolutely. Looks like we'll have a bit of sun today. Yeah, get the washing done, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm chatting oceans today and the ocean treaty that the UN's 193 member states have adopted. Um, tell us more about that. Yes, you know what? It took them two decades to draw up this very, very, very important treaty um, that's also called the High Seas Treaty. So the high seas are the areas outside of the national ju- jurisdictions of countries that live uh, that are, are on the coasts. Mm. And that makes up two-thirds of the surface of our planet. That is how much is lying there, not being looked after by anybody because it doesn't belong to anybody. Those are That's what's called the high seas. So you can imagine how important this is to finally also take charge of the conservation and protection and management of the high seas where anybody's been doing anything. I mean, I remember in my time with, with Greenpeace on ship also, they said the high seas are the, it's the last wilderness mm. because there, you know, anything goes down and nobody knows about it and people don't really have jurisdiction there. So I'm very excited about conserving two thirds of the, of the, of the surface of our planet, which has been really neglected. So the reasons, of course, why this is really important is because of, you can imagine, um, pollution, overfishing, um, over-extraction of the oceans. Mm. I mean, if you look at um, uh, what Antonio Guterres said, the ocean is the lifeblood of our planet. And so today we have new life and hope to be able to empower this lifeblood that has been neglected up to now. So um, who's going to take responsibility for the high seas? Uh, how, is there any idea given as to how they're going to team up and, and who is going to take responsibility of, uh, for the space? I think this is a very, very intense um, treaty to read. Um, I I am only aware of now the reasons for it, and I think what we'll have to do is to unpack this thing Mm. because it consists of 75 articles. So, you know, points uh, of areas that are are covered. So that will be very, very extensive. I think it will take a long time for us to go through that all. But basically, I think today we are just focusing on the reasons for it, um, uh, you know the toxic chemicals and and the and, and the flooding of plastics into the oceans and the and the coastal areas and you know how the animals and the sea life is being killed. We've spoken about that a lot and how it gets into the food chains. Mm. Um, they said in 2021 more than 17 million metric tons of plastic ended up in the ocean. So that is 85% of the marine pollution. And predictions are that this will double 
and or even triple by 2014, 40. So the pollution is a big thing to try and get the ocean to be more resilient. And very interesting for me is that it contains the polluter pays principle. In other words, if they find a packaging somewhere in the in the in the deep sea, yeah. they would be able to trace it to who manufactured that packaging, <laughs> and that person or that company will become liable. Um, it also is also makes provision for uh, for disputes because you can imagine this, the disputes that will be had. So it's a wonderful thing to also then look after um, um, sustainable fishing. More than a third of, of uh, fish, fish species at the moment are over-exploited. Um, so they're looking at capacity building of the fishing industry, the sharing of technology, and also better co collaboration between coastal organizations and fishing organizations. And the other big thing that we know of because of climate change is, of course, the, the, the heating up of the oceans. Yes. And these... The global heating of the oceans is one of the main reasons for more intense and more often storms, as we are experiencing here at the Cape. So here we have an illustration of that. Heating oceans also lead to um, the salination of the coastal areas and the, and the groundwater and the sea level rising. And of course, um, it's, it's the ocean acidification, which, which impacts the sea life. There's so much to, to learn, and it's such a massive area and such a massive um, important thing, probably one of the top most important things in terms of looking after this planet. Mm. Um, Elmer, if we start changing and we're looking at some of the reasons why they put this treaty together, you've mentioned about uh, cleaner oceans and managing the fish stocks. You also brought up the temperature here. Um this illustrates for me this concept that you've explained so often, and, and maybe it's not something people fully understand, but the two things you often say is the circular economy, and the other one, there's no such thing as a way. And so often you feel, let's just get rid of it, the ocean seemed to be the place. Got these pipes that run into the ocean, we need to get rid of clean sewerage. Where's it going? In the ocean. We need to throw this thing overboard. Where can we throw it? In the ocean. The ocean's like the, the place, like it'll just magically disappear, but it never does. And meantime, as we know, everything is connected. So it all comes back to us. It's all absorbed by the ocean life. The plastics eventually break down into microplastics. It's consumed by, by the lower levels of, of life in the ocean, and that is eaten by the higher levels. It comes back in our fish. Um, it has been found in, in people's bodies now. It impacts, um, causes all sorts of diseases. So, yeah, there is no way, and I think that is the concept that is the very, very big shift in our civilization now that we don't have a dumping ground. There mm. is no such thing as a dumping ground on this planet anymore. Uh, there's a, a massive sentence here in this article, and you can go and read it for yourself on the Green Times. It simply says, according to UN estimates, by 2050, there could be more plastic in the oceans than fish. I mean, that's massive and scary. Yes, absolutely. And you can imagine that these plastics eventually end up in the deep seas. And uh, who is now going to look after that? And I think that is just magnificent news. I think one will have to read through this whole thing to understand who is actually going to take responsibility and how do they work that out. But just knowing that this is now, it's now law, 
um, gives me lots of hope, and especially also for our civilization and for future generations, this is key essential work. And you can find a link to that 2030 Agenda and others, uh, other links that will help to open the story up for you even more. And beautiful photography, as we've come to expect from the Green Times. A big thanks to you, Alma Pala. Thanks for sharing this with us this morning and your passion and giving us something to read and to follow and to be a part of. We appreciate you so much. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.